This is a public service announcement sponsored by Nick, Grace, and Trent Bruce, the good folks at Another Shitty Podcast. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pod. A to the SP. I used to move big shits by the OZ. I guess even back then you could call me CEO of the ASP Pod. <laughs> right, let's, do it. let's do it again. <laughs> so white, dude. Let's do it again. All right. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Andrew Stewart's Chex Mix. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. You don't just. You don't just sit over there on the counter wearing that see-through Ziploc and not expect me to do something about it. It wanted it. It was asking for it. Let's not do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's delicious, and it's in my mouth. (laughs) This week... I would say it wanted it. (laughs) Andrew Stewart's Chex Mix. Delicious and forbidden. This week's episode is also sponsored by Andrew Stewart's Private Bathroom. You know, sometimes it just feels better to do your business in someone else's bathroom. Especially when it's forbidden and you have to bring your own toilet paper into the bathroom so they don't notice that you stole a square of their own toilet paper that they pay for. Andrew Stewart. (laughs) We're saying his name so much on this podcast. Andrew Stewart's private bathroom. It's delicious and forbidden. What's up up with with you? you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) What's up with your week? What's up with your week? What's up with your week? What's going on with your week? Is that your own, like, is that your version? That fucking your only me? reference for your screaming song? Yeah, what is that? Disturbed? It's a thing. It's like uh, down with the sickness, right? Is yeah, it's like it? the beginning of the song, right? You gotta get. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, man, what's up with your week, Nick? <laughs> Glad you asked. We're Trent. all over the place today. Yeah, we are. For the listeners out there, we've been. I've been here at the recording studio for three hours. The recording studio, and we got that. They were getting. You know, it's part of the artist process. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. You can't. Ex- I'm an you, artist. <clears throat> you can't really explain. Or rush the process of what we're doing. You, you gotta I mean? trust the process. You gotta grind. Yo. Yeah. You gotta you gotta make that cheddar. Cheesiest. Cheese me. Loyalty. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Uh, family. I don't have friends. I got family. Right. God. You ask me if I have a God complex? Let me tell you something. I am God. Right. Um, Grills. Putting in the hours. Work, 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 work. Yeah. Other motivational generic sayings. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Praying for these hoes. Praying for these hoes. Not shaving. Don't ever shave. Anywhere. Um. <laughs> Dude, we're like staying hydrated. Is this like an alternate Nick and Trent? Like we got replaced? (laughs) Right? Exactly. Dude, uh, it's good to see you. I feel like we haven't potted in a minute. It's been a hot second. It took me a long time to edit that last podcast. 
with the uh, long ass time with for, Sless. For, yeah. for Sless is more Jeremy Sless, guest of the last pod. It's great, man. Um, we've been having some like A plus guests. Yeah, yeah, man. It makes me realize that we have some like really cool, unique friends. people in our lives. Yeah, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dope. Uh, anyway, we're just patting ourselves on the back so far hey. and farting around. Uh, what's going on with your week, man? What have you been up to? You uh, you traveled for the holiday. Yeah, I went home for Thanksgiving, and that was great because I got to spend time with my niece and nephew because they came up from Texas. It was incredible. Lots of putting cowboy hats on my nephew and showing him how to use uh, what are those called? It's like there's this. It was this. Just I'm blinking on this. It's the horse head on a stick, and you just oh yeah no it's just uh, a toy like horsey yeah toy horse. Or whatever. Teach how to do that. Yeah. Um, me and my brother grew up with this air shotgun. Uh-huh. It used to be able to lever action cock and shoot. <clears throat> when we were younger. Is it a cap gun? No. It was like, it was like. Pellets? Air blast. No. You wouldn't oh. Do anything. It was just, you would just cock it and then shoot it and go. Oh. Nothing would come out. But me and my brother, when we were little, ruined it by putting dirt in it to see if dirt would fly out. And eventually it just stopped working. Of course. But anyway, you had, to, you had to know. Yeah, it was my favorite accessory to hand to my niece. Whenever she was going outside, I would be like, "Lily, you need. Don't forget your gun." She'd be like, "Okay, thank you, Uncle Nick." She'd walk around with this gun that doesn't work for listeners. <coughs> it's so a toy. It's, yeah, it's a toy. Orange tip. But it tip. was as long as she is tall, and it was hilarious oh just to watch her walk around with the shotgun. Oh my god! Um, with a toy. Yeah. So I got to see my Michigan family. Most of them. And I got to photograph my cousin Jeej, her um, her first jewelry line. I got to photograph some stuff for her. Oh, cool! It was really cool. It was a great experience. It was really. She was in in the states. Yeah, she's actually still in Michigan right now. She was, she's gonna fly out. I think um, maybe in about a week. How often does she come to America? She probably comes back twice a year. And where do they live again? Sweden. Sweden. That's right. That's cool. So that was really cool. Orkeza Jewelry, check them out. They just got done with a special. They're not doing one right now, so you snoozed and you lost. But Black Friday. They're right. really cool. Black Friday's a little special. Uh, other news, two plays that I was on, and we've mentioned multiple times on this podcast, I'm no longer a part of. The one was with my buddy Panos, and that fell through, and I don't really want to go into that. But the other one was this longer version of the story of every amateur play ever performed that we had Jeremy on. Just Is that not happening? No. He actually texted us, our, our group, yesterday saying that it was just too, getting it together was just too stressful hmm. and he was feeling negative <clears throat> about it so, suddenly. Um, and I haven't talked to him further. I just kind of let it be. But so two plays that I was a part of for next year no longer happening. Damn. And um, yeah, so that was plays are hard. I mean, putting together any kind of production is plays are very. Hard. It's not. It's not easy. You know, like film or whatever. But I feel like plays are even harder just because of the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like for or a film, the lack thereof. Film you rehearse, you know your lines, you shoot mm-hmm. it, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um. With plays, I mean, you got to have like months and months of rehearsals and blocking and and you know, quite frankly, money. Yeah, <clears throat> that too. I mean, it's hard to take off work to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
unless you're fortunate enough to that you can do that, <laughs> right? But I mean, but like it, it costs money to get them. Oh, to put them up. Yes, exactly. And pay, pay to play. This is Los Angeles. Nobody's. It's you're hard pressed to find someone who's going to throw money at a play. Yeah. But it's a learning of, process, right? It's, yeah, it's a learning process. Definitely lessons to take from it. I have two musical auditions in the next week. I've got one tomorrow. Really? Uh huh. One tomorrow for Chicago, which I'm excited about. I've only ever had one musical audition ever in my entire life, and it went really bad because I didn't know what I was doing. And I still probably don't really know what I'm doing when I go into <laughs> one of those things. But at least now I had that audition go really bad, so I'm a lot more confident walking into the room being like, can't go worse than that. Let's, let's <laughs> well, do there this. there you go. Yeah. yeah. And so this one's for Chicago, and it would be... Wait, the musical Chicago the musical or Chicago. the city? Okay. Musical Chicago. The play actually would get put up in Alaska. What the fuck, man? Yeah, at some venue in Alaska. You'd be living in Alaska. Yeah, for a couple months, I think. What? But I'd have to book the. Well, yeah, for sure. Book the job. So random. Sounds cool to me, though. I'd love to book the job just for that. Yeah. But next week, I've got another audition that I'm actually way more excited about. That's one of the other musical ones, and that's because. It's for a role that is literally named after one of my friends. It's a musical called Found, and it's about this guy, Davey Rothbart, who I know in real life from playing basketball with him, and he's from the state of Michigan. He has a magazine called Found Magazine, and I believe it stems from, I could be completely wrong, but I believe it stems from, at one point in time, he lived in New York City, Mm -hmm. and he went outside to his car and someone had left a note on his car that was clearly meant for somebody else. And so he went on this journey to figure out who it was from and who it was supposed to be for. And now he has this magazine that people will find pieces of paper or letters or something and they'll try to find the story behind it. It's kind of interesting. But they, they made a play about it and about him. Wait, and this is a friend of yours? This is a friend of mine. And so I was on the... Was the play... Is the play separate from the friend... Yeah, he didn't. He didn't write the play. <clears throat> Did he even it's know about, about this? Yeah, yeah, because it's been put up before other places. Oh shit! But that's crazy. Yeah, so I was on the internet looking at castings, and I saw that found the musical was up, and that they were looking for Davy, the role of Davy. And I immediately, I, I took a picture of it on the on the internet, and I was and I texted him, and I was like, dude, there's they're, apparently they're casting a musical that's about you. And he hit wild, me back. Man. He hit me back, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do my best to get you in the room for it um, by just contact." I mean, like, who, who better than the guy who it actually is to contact somebody and be this like, "This is crazy, my boy." Man. Davey and I are not very similar people, so yeah. I'm not really expecting to get it. I'm gonna try really, really hard, but Davey's a lot smaller of a person in stature than me. Um, kind of like a much more meeker person than me, mm-hmm. and. I don't really fit. I don't fit. The, like, if you were to put me next to Dave, you'd be like, these guys wouldn't be the same yeah. person. But he's a great dude, and he vouched for me, and I think that's so how I got the audition in the first place. So that play would be taking place in L.A., and coincidentally, it's for a theater company that is run by the TA of the first acting class I was ever in named Steph Black. So she's, like, basically... She's not involved in the casting, but she runs the theater company. And so 
it's just kind of exciting and weird. That's fucking wild is what that is. It's pretty wild. Oh, speaking of Davey, he also told me he's writing a novel and that I'm the main character in it. Wait, you as a person? Yeah. He told me we got to actually sit down because he's going to interview me and stuff. But it's basically, he's writing a novel and I'm the... What? Yeah, I'm the protagonist in the novel. Not the same name, but it's me in an alternate universe where I had a child right before moving to Los Angeles. And Wait, so why is that you? I'm confused. He's just basing the personality of the person off of me. Which is kind of wild. What? So When did this... I've never heard oh, of... Oh, this all happened in like the last two weeks. This is crazy. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. And so is his work all over the place? Davies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's just a right machine. And you knew him from back home? No. I oh. didn't know him in Michigan. Davies about... I think Davies in his 40s. Oh, Okay. But he's from, he is from the state of Michigan, but I knew him from playing basketball on Thursday nights. Got it. And that's it. Does he have uh, Found Magazine, huh? Uh-huh. So that's what's going on in my week. Dude, that is fucking wild. Trent, what's going on in your week? Well, uh, I, too, celebrated Thanksgiving. <laughs> you did? Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh? Dude, I watched the Santa Claus the other day. It was great. <laughs> the first Santa Claus? It is great. Uh? There's so many references. Okay, this is totally sidetracked. Okay, okay. But it still happened in my week. Right. There's so many nods in that movie. It came out in 94, uh-huh. I believe. Uh-huh. And we looked it up. The sequel, because there's like three, I think, of them. Yeah. The sequel, which don't fuck with the sequels. They're pretty bad. Okay. came out in 2002. The sequel was eight years later? Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, anyway, so the first one's like, it's nostalgic. It's a classic. It's fun. Uh, but there's so many nods to Home Improvement. For real? He goes, instead of ho, 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 he goes, ho, ho, ho. Like, like a, a Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. And then... This is back in the 90s when everyone had taglines. Well, everyone had taglines and also Tim Allen was like... Fucking Huge. gigantic. Yeah. Like, him and Bob Saget are like America's dads, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Carl Winslow, of course. Um, the cop and everything. Am I forgetting anything? Any other dads? Those are the dads of those, America. Those are the dads. Dads of America. Um, dads across America. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you have Tim Taylor in Michigan. You have Carl Winslow in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then you had... Um, Bobby Saget up or in uh, San Danny, Danny Taylor or oh, Danny, right. Danny Tanner in San Francisco. Is this a good time to talk about? Is it friend of the pods Mark Richards's theory about the Santa Claus clause? Because the whole thing is when Santa Claus dies, oh, he wait. This is Andrew. There has to be. Is right? it Andrew? Some one of your roommates. Yeah. When Santa Claus dies, yeah. a new Santa has to come in. But one of the sequels. This new Santa has to find a Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Which there's a massive hole in the story yeah, here. Stu, this is stu. about what happened to the old Mrs. Claus. Does she just get? Does she get? Yeah. Do the elves murder her? Or does she just like evaporate? Evaporate. Or she just goes back to her desk job. Right. But you can't just send a Mrs. Claus back into the real world. You can't risk that. Maybe she's like getting out. Maybe she. Maybe it's like a uh, men in black honorable zapper brain. Honorable discharge. Oh. Or maybe it's like, oh, you served your time in the military. Now you're a civilian. Maybe she's just like. Maybe they got a nursing a, home up there. An elf. Oh. No, they wouldn't want to work. 
She put in so much time. Yeah, wouldn't put her in a, no, she would just be retired. She'd collect a pension. So she's just up Hopefully there. Hopefully she doesn't die. That would be bad. Huh? Santa Claus Claus. I, I have a theory that there's a dark history in the North Pole where yeah. there's certain elves that are like, well, Santa died. Dude, we got... Oh, and that's the other thing. Is that we got, we got the, ripped and, and Andrew went on with this. So I was like, this is too much right now. That's the other thing is like <laughs> when, when Tim Allen shows up in the North Pole, all the elves are acting like it's not a big deal. There's a new Santa Claus. I know. Right? Which means there must be a massive turnover going on up north, which means... No, I think he's been up there for hundreds of years, I think. that The previous clause. Yeah, but why wouldn't the elves be like, holy crap, there's a new Santa? They didn't even give a fuck. Dude, maybe it's like a... What sort of regime was old Santa running? It's like a mafia mentality. A new, new guy steps in? It. You don't talk about it. Yeah, well, I, I think that that's a bit, yeah, and I think the that there's shit. certain murderous <clears throat> elves that'll come in, and it's like it's not like murder if it's a part of your job. Well, remember, knows. Santa fell off the roof and died. That's right. And then Tim Allen put on the suit. Maybe it's in the fine print that it, it says was. if Santa Claus dies, Mrs. Claus has to get taken oh. out, taken care of. Oh, you know, swim with the swim with the fishes. Cement shoes. It's cement shoes. <laughs> Anyways, that was a really long tangent, but yeah, I watched that the other day, so that was part of my week. They just have a murder shack in the, yeah. back of the North Pole. Murder shack? Um, oh, he did the, instead of, oh, 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 and then there's a scene where he's in the North Pole for the first time, and he picks up a elf's tool belt, and he holds it around his waist, and he's like, he kind of does like a Tim Allen like nod, I'm like, uh-huh. totally like, this is a total nod to his show. Um, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and then here's another funny thing. The stepdad is Judge Reinhold. That's right. And he's a psychologist. And in the 90s, remember, like now everyone's like mental health, self-care, uh, take, you know, take care of your psyche and your heart and all this, you know, like your well-being and, and all this stuff. And it's very like common now, therapy and all that stuff, like. People actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. In the movie, Tim Allen's character is shitting on the fact that, oh, he's not a doctor. He's a psychologist. And they're just, he's just like roasting him about he's a quack, you know. Then that's how it used to be. You're like, yeah. you're like, that that's weird. Yeah, you don't talk about your feelings. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like the last time I watched it, which was probably about a decade ago, I had enough wherewithal to be like, they make Judge Reinhold like the bad guy. Yes. But if you listen to what he's saying, he's a really nice guy. He's the only sane person. Yeah, he's the only and, person. And Tim Allen's ex-wife on there, crazy. Tim Allen, crazy. The kid, he's a kid. Yeah. And his dad's so turning, crazy. And turning to Santa Claus. Yeah. And Judge Reinhold is just like <laughs> seeing, imagine trying to seeing handle all that people. as a child. Yeah. My parents are divorced and my dad's turning into Santa Claus. That kid needs a psychiatrist. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That was fucking great. (laughs) Um, Didn't you do Thanksgiving with your girl's family? Yeah, so I went up to Steph's uh, grandpa's house, uh, Papa, and uh, up. Is that with W's? Papa? Papa. No, I don't know. No, it's just Papa. Yeah. Uh, No dubs. Um, Yeah, up in the valley. And met a bunch of extended family, like aunts and uncles and cousins, and um, it was fun, man. It was, it was. Uh, I haven't really spent a lot of holidays with like, you know, like a girlfriend, and so yeah. it was cool. And it's also cool to spend with her family because it felt 
It was very warm. They were all very inviting, very nice. Um, and it, it feels good to be around like a, f- a family, you know, uh, for the holidays. Mm. I don't have friends. I got family. And that's what sucks about being out here, you know. It's so, I always go home for Christmas, but. Isolated. Yeah, you just, I just want to be with your family, you know. So, uh, no, but it was good, though. Um, I didn't get grilled too hard. You know, some questions here and there and. No questions. Uh, what are you doing with my, what are you doing with my niece? Yeah. No, I mean, I was really respectful and I, I thought I, I did a, a good job and Did you have to eat sushi? No, we ate Thanksgiving food. I we still gotta go out. I don't know much about her family, but I know they're obsessed with it. I just figured it'd be on the table. Oh I had uh I had some was it tuna tartar? For appetizers. That shit's fucking bomb. It was bomb. Yeah. They had tuna tartare at yeah. appetizer for Thanksgiving? I mean, there was like fancy cheeses. That's and like, a power move. And like prosciutto and shit when we got there. Oh, yeah. Love it. But you no, we ate normal. Charcuterie plate. We ate, ate normal Thanksgiving food. And I did give her a little bit of flack because get this, the one item that I love the most for Thanksgiving dinner, mm. they did not have on the menu. I know you've mentioned it And before, that's mashed taters. Mashed taters? They didn't have mashed taters? They had sweet potatoes with marshmallows on it. Mm. No mashed potatoes. Mm. And personally, I consider sweet potatoes to be the damn near a dessert. That's like a dessert. Yeah. You know, it's those... If it's not sweet potato fries, any other form of sweet potato is just kind of like a, a dessert. dessert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. That was the only... That was the only ding of the day. Mm. You seem really let down by it. I love mashed potatoes. I haven't had them in a while. Does it make you feel better if I tell you we had two kinds? Fuck you, Nick. One with garlic, one without garlic. Why would you just? Why wouldn't you do both with garlic? I don't understand. Is someone like allergic to garlic? I don't know. You did. Which one's better? Garlic, of course. Yeah. We also had we had pheasant. What? Yep. My my uncle had marinated it in some like jalapeno thing. So by the time we it was cooked, it was like purple. Whoa. And delicious. Is it chewy? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's the same chewiness as chicken. It just yeah. tastes better. Yeah. And then we had venison as well. Did you bring some back? I brought venison sticks back. Why do you bring that? Like jerky? Uh, kind of. Do you have to cook it or you just eat it? No, you just eat it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want one. I'll get you some. Okay. Cool. Uh, but no, man, uh, Thanksgiving was good. And then the next day, uh, Black Friday, I almost said Good Friday because it was Good Friday. Um, Black Friday. Black Friday was a good Friday. Right? <laughs> uh, we sure just, was a good Friday. We were just like bombs. Watched a bunch of movie movies. Santa Claus. Any James Bond? No, man. I saw that Queen and Slim. Dude, in the same week I saw... Sturgill Paris. Simpson's in it. That's... I thought... I thought that was him. He's the I cop for, that gets shot. I forgot to look up the credits. I thought that was him. Yeah. It is him. Yeah. That's crazy. At first I was like, I was like, this movie looks like it could be good. I don't know if I'll ever see it. And then I watched the trailer again and I was like, that's Sturgill Simpson. I have to see this. You confirmed it. 100%. It is Sturgill. It is Sturgill. I couldn't believe that. Um, so you saw it. He's, oh man. He's, his character sucks in that movie. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. I saw that in Parasite in the same week. I've heard Parasite might just be movie of the fucking year. First foreign film to win Best Picture. Possibly. Here's the thing with that movie. And oh, with yeah. and with Queen and Slim. You just hate Koreans. Oh my god. <laughs> no. No, no, there no. There goes Trent hating on Korea oh again. My god. No, they're both good movies. The thing is, both of those movies are like really heavy, unsettling. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Don't see Honey Boy. Though. Pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty grounded in reality. So I'm not gonna give away too much. That's, about a, that's what an Oscar-winning movie is. Sure. Sometimes, yeah, a lot of times. Um, Parasite. The thing is, it's like you see, um, very, very wealthy, and then you see like people living in slums, and you're just like, fuck. It's one of those. Um, yeah, and especially living in LA, and if you've ever worked in the service industry, especially catering. That's that's where my mind went because mm-hmm. there's some like elements of that of like the wealthy being like, well, I'm paying you, so do X, Y, and Z. Right. And you're like, I'm still a human. Right. You could treat me like a fucking human. Um, it's worth the watch for sure. Um, I don't know if it win big best picture, um, but it's very well done, beautifully shot, and it's one of the, it's one of those you walk out of there and you're just like. Shoulders down, head down. You're like, fuck. Yeah. About um, just the, the the gap in people's um, wealth and the economy and and day to day and what um, you know. Literally next door, you, you don't know. There could, that could be an entire family of like ten people living in like a one bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, you have no idea. Um. So yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> I think that's why we watched Santa Claus later that day. <laughs> so you watched Santa Claus afterwards? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, this is, really, this is really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Queen and Slim, yeah, same same kind of deal. It just, it looked, the movie, honestly, it was beautifully shot. Uh, great great acting, too. Um, but it just felt like, almost like a documentary here. Like, fuck. Of how, like, real it was. That, that made me, um, yeah, I, I was definitely... Uh, choking up in that one just because it's like it's one of those issues that keeps happening um in our country especially that i just think is it's it's one of those like it it, you scratch your head you're like why is this still a thing Hmm. it doesn't really make sense you know um we we don't have to really get into that but it's just it's just something that's so crazy to me that's like man we if we just all for a minute thought about the fact that we all have a very similar struggle, mm-hmm. if not the same struggle. We all want to do well at our jobs. We all want to make enough money to have a roof over our heads, feed ourselves and our families, you know, have s- some kind of semblance of like something nice, you know, something that, that you're proud of. Yeah. And, um, you know, <sighs> you know, take your kids to school, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? And so, it's honestly, I'm getting like, you know, a little um, tangenty right now, but just because the, both those movies, um, I think you should, all of us should see them, and it's like, um, it's a good look in the mirror. You know what I mean? And looking inward. I don't have much other to say about those because I don't want to spoil anything, but they're both good and they're both. They're good films, but they don't make you feel good. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, man. I'm trying to think what else. I had my comedy night. That was great. Packed house. Joel did it. Yeah, our homie Joel. Um, Joel Sanchez uh, performed, which was great. Um, yeah, he did good. Um, you know, he didn't, like, fucking crush, like, Chappelle or anything like that, but, like, it was his he, first time he, back in years, right? Yeah, and he did good. Like, he had some... 
he had bits. You know, it wasn't just like going up there and kind of rambling. You know, yeah. do what I do. <laughs> like, you know, he had like good material. Um, speaking of, oh, I went to Kill Tony. Have you heard of Kill Tony at the comedy store? Tony Hinchcliffe's. Uh, no, I know who he is, but what is Kill Tony? So this was. I'll wrap up my section here. <laughs> uh, Kill Tony is a uh, a live podcast that's taped mostly at the comedy store, but he also takes it on tour. Mm. Tony Hinchcliffe, um, he's got a homie with him, and then he usually has like two comedians, and they're a panel on stage. And then he has Jeremiah Watkins and a couple other guys that are part of the band, and they come out in different characters uh, for the night, and then they play like goofy music, like interludes and like funny little sounds and stuff. Mm. Uh, but Jeremiah and his band, because the Irishman just came out, they came out dressed like like a... Gangsters? Yeah, it was funny. And they've like played that character all, the whole time. Um, but dude, I didn't realize the setup of Kill Tony was if you want, you're attending the show and if you want, you can put your name in a bowl. If your name gets picked, you go up on stage and they're all on stage. Yeah. You go up on stage and you do a minute of stand-up. And if you're good... Just a random-ass person can do a minute of stand-up? You just pick it out of a fishbowl. And I'm sure that they just roast people. Dude, it was merciless. Merciless. So... The thing I liked about it, I wouldn't say necessarily it was all funny. Like, if you did good, they kind of, like, would just compliment you and then just ask you different questions about yourself and your life. Yeah. And if you were bad, they just, like, went in. I mean, no holds barred. I mean, they Give were... Give up on your life. <laughs> dude. I mean, they were telling people, like... <laughs> this one guy... They called this one guy the Black uh, Doc Brown. It was hilarious because that's what he looked like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like on acid. Um, the the one guy though that was actually funny and had good bits and he he like crushed his like minute was this dude. Um, he said he used to do Second City a lot and he would do like character acting and like sketch acting. Uh. Um, and then he got ALS and he was uh, constricted to his wheelchair and he uh. could hardly. It's really difficult for him to speak, but he had good bits, and he kind of leaned into you know his disability, and um, and then uh, one of the comics was like, "It's a shame of how how ironic it is that the one guy that deserves to stand on the stage tonight can't get out of his chair." Yeah, and I was like, "Damn!" And it was it was good. It was a weird night though. The thing I appreciate about Tony Hinchcliffe and the Kill Tony show. Um, as a whole, though, it was so unique. I've never seen anything like that live. He just leaned into the weird. Like, so if someone came up there and there, there were some people that looked like straight up like Hollywood Highland like weirdos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Um, and I mean he was just, he would just talk to him, and they would like try to be funny or like they would like veer off or like try to make inappropriate. And he's like, no, like give me your honest answer. He kept saying that, like, yeah. Don't make anything up. Just tell me honestly. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, man. It was kind of like a surreal. It was like it's a, it's a social experiment, is what it is, you know. But you put your name in the bowl. You don't have to. It's your choice. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're asking for it. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. And if you don't, you're an idiot. Anyways, shout out Kill Tony and Tony Hinchcliffe and all those guys, Jeremiah. Um, they're put on a unique, fucking weird experiment. It's great. Um, my section went really long, but that's what's up with my week. 
And we're going to send it outside to Ollie Williams for the weather report. It's going to rain! Thank you, Ollie. And now it's time for a little bit of the news. So let's get some news action over with Trent Bruce at the wrestling desk. All right, thanks, Nick. Uh, this week, or this however long since our last podcast in wrestling, this week in wrestling, it's it's a great time, and I've told you this, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. The uh, week of Survivor Series, which is, so I've told you there's four big WWE events a year. WrestleMania in April. So that's the, like, if you want to think of calendar year for the wrestling industry, uh, April's, like, the Super Bowl, right? And it's, like, the big day. And then everything kind of, rest- not restarts, but fresh after uh, WrestleMania weekend. So it's usually the first Sunday of April. So there's WrestleMania in April, Royal Rumble in January, which is starts the uh, what they call the road to WrestleMania. So it's like all the storylines are amping up for Mania. Um, and then there's SummerSlam in August, and then Survivor Series around Thanksgiving mm. uh, week. So it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving this year. Um... Yeah, man. Uh, Survivor Series is good. Um, so, I've told you, like, my group of buddies, we have a little fantasy. Not fantasy, but, like, wrestling group. And we have, like, a point system. Mm-hmm. We have a title. Chili Club. Uh, shout out Chili Club. I'm currently the reigning six-time Chili Club champion. Yay! I won a Survivor Series. How many years have you been doing it? Um, well, we do it pretty much every pay-per-view. We put the title on the line. Oh, and, and so the, you haven't been the champ for six years. You no, oh, been... six times. Oh, okay. Six times. Um, tied for the most in the club. I was gonna say if you if you were up six years in a row, I would oh, start to be like, I think this is a little bit rigged. <laughs> Bruce no. is the only one that's yeah. ever won. Actually, all these <laughs> friends are imaginary. It's like a Fight Club situation. I'm just like <laughs> wearing different jackets. I'm Tyler Durden, like with ten people. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> Tyler Durden myself. Um, <laughs> no surprise. Durden me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> One thing is, you don't talk about Chili Club. <laughs> First roll of Chili Club. Especially you when you're the only it. member. Yeah, you don't talk about Chili Club. Um, Project Mayhem. Um, <laughs> His name is Rob. Trent Bruce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you just call me? Say my name. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden, you fucking freak. What's going on? Uh, that was meatloaf. Um, <laughs> so, anywho. Uh, Survivor Series pay-per-view, was, I thought, was really good this year. Good matches. Um, this year they pitted uh, Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, which I've told you and also other listeners that are non-wrestling fans. NXT is a brand of WWE that is now on Wednesday nights live on USA. Um, that, for the most part, was like their developmental um, program to move up to like a SmackDown or Raw roster. Um, now they're kind of pivoting it as... Um, an alternative product, so they're they're segmenting it. It's still developmental. Um, they s- still put guys and gals through that program to get them used to TV and um, live wrestling and in front of an audience, in front of um, cameras and stuff, to perhaps mold to these other products, SmackDown or Raw. But you know, because of uh, the success at um, Survivor Series, we're starting to see um, a lot of interchanging. People, 
people um, from NXT going to Raw, then coming back to NXT, making surprise guests. So it's almost like an alternative wrestling product now. Mm. Um, It is, actually. And it sometimes blurs the line between who's on what brand. And it makes it exciting um, to watch the WWE product because now it's more surprises, um, more guest stars, more um, surprise um, you know appearances and blah blah blah. Um, people who you know could get moved up, people who could come back, um, people from other wrestling companies around the world showing up. You know, um, does that make any sense to you as yeah. a non-wrestling fan? Yeah, because we've talked about NXT a lot. There's and, a whole bunch of uncertainty, but in surprising, fun ways. Yeah, it's that's why we love wrestling. Um, and so they they're pitted against AEW, which I told you all eat wrestling on Wednesdays. So that's why they've kind of picked that time. They're at the same exact time on Wednesdays. Um, but yeah, man. And then NWA is brought back. Um, that was an old old wrestling territory in the South. Um, they have a weekly show now called Power. And they have I told you about this? I'm gonna show you. I think you would like it. They make it, they made it look like the golden era of wrestling, like the '80s. Mm-hmm. So the promos are in a studio, like oh, those old yeah, videos. Totally about this. Yeah. yeah, and the ring looks really old, and all the graphics are old, and they have like funny commercials mm-hmm. and funny like little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. And it's like a love letter um, to that era of wrestling. It's like a, a little tip of the cap. Yeah. Um, so that's every week. So you could watch Raw on on Mondays. Do they use Power, old cameras too that are Power, like kind of fuzzy and it's have not, that like hallmarky um, type shine on them? They're good cameras and it's and it's lit like an old show. Okay, um, but the graphics and everything like it it looks good with um, graphics and like the ring to look old. Um, it's not like distorted and like shitty like film mm-hmm. quality. So you have Raw on Monday, you have Power on Tuesday. Um, they put it on YouTube. And then they have uh, AEW and NXT on Wednesday. SmackDown on Friday. And if you have a pay-per-view, you have that on Sunday. So Thursday and Saturday are your only days off. Unless AEW has a pay-per-view on Saturdays. Shit. And I guess Thursday is the only day off now. Damn. And then if you're watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, that's a whole other thing. If you if you still watch Ring of Honor, I don't know when they go on, um, and then you could potentially be wrestling every single day of the week. It's crazy, man. Um, but I know I'm going kind of long here. But uh, what's happening? Um, Jericho cut a promo when he won the AEW Championship, and it was a riff off of Dumb and Dumber. And he grabbed the champagne. And he goes a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, 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 and that went viral. Yeah, they now have released a Chris Jericho All Elite Wrestling. Uh, sparkling wine called A Little Bit of the Bubbly. That's fantastic. And it's, uh, that's the website, a little bit of bubbly.com. And you could buy the sparkling wine. Is that through him or is that through the a- AEW? Okay. But he probably get. I mean, he, that's his thing. He's getting royalties for sure. But it's probably just some shitty wine. Yeah, it's probably just like Gambino or something. Yeah, they just yeah. slap Isn't that funny? his name on it. Um, how those moments can turn into something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's wrestling 101 is like, I mean, hey, how do you how do you sell something? You and me are one catchphrase away, right? Let's start rambling them off, and that's how it goes. And the, it goes like that. That's not a deal. That's a steal. I still.
a lot. Sometimes it happens, sometimes. Oh, no. This is my catchphrase. What? The truth don't lie. The truth don't lie. And that's a fucking phrase. And that's This Week in Wrestling. Let's send it over to Nick for This Week in Basketball. I'm a traveling man. Made a lot of stops. All over the world. This Week in Basketball. <laughs> I like we're at different desks. <laughs> Hey, Trent! <laughs> Different cubicles. <laughs> this week in basketball, LeBron James travels every single day and still cries about not getting fouls called. Well, he's breaking all the other rules in basketball, so fucking tired of it. Saw a stat that he and AD are getting fouled on 13% of their shots. That where did you see that? On Instagram, where you see all the news. But what source? Bleacher Report? Yeah, I think it was Bleacher Report. Okay. I don't know. One of them. You get them all confused. They're, they're all the same. Maybe it is fake news, or maybe it's real news. Hashtag real news. 13% of their shots they get fouled on. That's crazy, And they dude. say that that's the lowest of their careers, the lowest percentage of your careers. That's insane to me. Era of As the someone flop. who's played basketball flop, my entire life, I can't imagine getting fouled that often on a shot. That often? That's insane. Moving on. Moving on. you got to say something like, still not better than Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still not better than Michael Jordan. That's my catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> my catchphrase. No, uh, no trademarks. Yeah. Welcome to the Space Jam. Yeah. That's, 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 that's not trademark. Ah. In other news, the state of Michigan State sports is so fucking depressing right now. Oh, man. We just lost to Duke at home. Ooh. By like 15. Ooh. Um, same night that Draymond Green's uh, jersey got retired, which was actually pretty cool because he deserved it. And a whole bunch of Warriors were there. Steve that Kerr was, was cool. there. It was cool. Like You, you even sent me the emotional yeah. thing. A bunch nice. of people sent me that. Draymond was cool. Fuck, we were freshmen at the same time. We went to school at the same time. We lived in my dorm. It was cool. Are you serious? Yeah. He's our age? Yeah. He's 29. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't always, always think time. that athletes are like way older than us. But like, no. Oh, Spoiler alert. Theory. Most of them are younger than yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, right. Spoiler <laughs> Which is alert. Fucking weird. <laughs> um, yeah. The only the only interaction I ever had with him was freshman year. He told me my Steelers shirt was cool. Oh. There. We, so we're friends. We're we're best friends. Damn, dude. We're the best friends in the world. Did you win a national title? No. We got job because Gordon Hayward fouled him on a last second shot in Final Four. And then they went on to lose Butler. This is Butler? Butler went on to lose. Shout out your buddy. Yeah. Went on to lose to Duke, Ron. I think, by two. Yeah, Ron. We'd have, we'd have beat Duke. Actually, no, we wouldn't have. We'd lose to Duke all the fucking time, except for last year, because that was great. And I'll hold on to that for the rest of my life, because that's probably the only time we'll beat Duke before <laughs> I die. Jesus. We, Michigan State against Duke played, with the exception of Cassius Winston, who's one of the best players in the country, probably the smartest what a great basketball mind. Cassius is a great That's, that's my two cents. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. With the exception of him, everybody on our team that game played so fucking timid I've never. It's rare that I've ever seen a team, a Michigan State team, play with less balls. It was 
so everything around the rim was so hesitant, sure that they were going to get blocked every time they put it up. And guess what? They did get blocked many times. I think Duke blocked us like 15 times. Holy shit. On the flip side, we had no interior defense. Duke had about 15 dunks. It was just atrocious. Ugh. And Cassius can't beat Duke all by himself. Yeah. Everybody, And it was really frustrating because two of the guys that we had back balled out against Duke last year when we beat him in the tournament. And then they played him this year, and it was like they were shells of, them, of their former selves. Mm-hmm. One of them didn't score any points. The other one barely did. That's annoying. It was so frustrating. So that on top of having the worst football team we've ever had in the history of my life, it fucking sucks, man. <laughs> the Tigers suck. The fucking Pistons suck. The Red Wings suck. And the Spartans suck. This Lions? is fucking the worst. Lions? The Lions always suck. <laughs> <laughs> this is week in basketball. Now we're going to send it over to This Week in Hip Hop to Trent Bruce. He's way over there at the hip hop desk. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh. H to the ISO, V to the ISA. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. I moved desks. <laughs> this week in hip hop, uh, the biggest thing on my uh, list is that it is it was December fourth recently, which is of course all of us know this. This is very obvious. This is you know American news. It was Jay Z's birthday. <laughs> Sean Carter was born December fourth, nineteen sixty nine. Um, yeah, fiftieth birthday. And to my surprise, he put his entire catalog on Spotify again, which is great. And to answer Nick's question that he asked earlier, is title done? Don't know. But also, why would you need title now? Um, not everything he touches is a home run business wise, but hey, man, if I was a but pretty much if I was a <laughs> if I was a billionaire, I'd have my own streaming service. Yeah, I'd call it Trintle. Trintle, like title? No, Trintify. Hey! Trentify. There Trent, we go. Trentify. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> You're like, Trentle. Trentle. Uh, Sounds like a fucking nasty soup. Disease or something. Oh, yeah. Like lentil soup. Trentle yeah. soup. Trentle soup. Um, yeah, Jay-Z's 50th birthday. Um, as our listeners know and friends might know, my favorite... Person? Rapper of all time. One of my favorite, <laughs> favorite persons. Uh, yeah, man. It's cool. I went through his whole catalog yesterday and annoyed everyone on Instagram how much I was listening to... Jay Z, you were the only one. A lot of people were. I know, super right? jazzed. I, um, yeah, man, I think he's great, and I, I've really enjoyed his entire career musically, um, from his earlier stuff where Reasonable Doubt and being really raw and just kind of really saying how he grew up. And I mean, he's, he always hints at that or talks about that stuff. To uh, what's his most recent one? Four, four, four. Um, it's still, I still think it's relevant. And, you know, not many, many people fuck with Jay as, you know, back in his heyday. Um, but I still think he, I, my appreciation for him and my like for Jay-Z, this whole section is just going to be about Jay-Z, um, is no one, literally no one's ever done what he's done. Name anyone else. In hip hop? No. 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 So people no. can say, oh, who's the GOAT? 
Who's the greatest? Arguably oh, not even in music, the way that he's ventured outside of music. And been he is synonymous with the art form. He's synonymous with pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, pop music, rap, hip-hop, um, black culture, um, American culture. Um, you go to his shows, I mean, he still sells out stadiums. And it's every kind of person, every creed, color, um, sexuality, gender, whatever. I mean, it's every kind of person. And um, old and young. That's what I love. I love seeing people younger than me. And I love people seeing people my parents' age at a Jay-Z show. Because that's how long he's been at it. And the funny thing, too, about it is that for hip-hop standards, he got started way late. He was like 26, 27 when he released his first studio album. You're too f***ing old! You're too old! A Reasonable Doubt. And he's put out uh, 13 studio albums. That's crazy. And again, if it's not like your cup of tea or you don't like his flow or his voice or whatever, this or that, you still gotta respect him. You still gotta, you guys still gotta tip your night, uh, Yankees cap to him. Uh, what, what's that line? I made the the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking true, mm-hmm. you know. And he's had different things here and there that you know people kind of like shit on or look down on, you know, like he did the. Uh, he released Magna Carta with like that new phone. It was like an Android or Motorola or something. Like, oh, that's right. Wasn't it like on the phone or something? Yeah, you had you to. Only get it was the... a brand new phone, and the first people to hear the album, it came preloaded on the phone. And that was back when it was like a razor phone or something, right? It wasn't even on a. Was it on a? Uh, no, this wasn't smartphone. Yeah, it was a smartphone. Oh, okay. So this would have been hey, like. You too. Did any did, offended people way more than that ever did? What what? When you two put their they just preloaded their fucking albums onto people's iPhones. I haven't been able to delete that shit still. Correct. It's annoying. Yeah. That And it's awful. Everyone hates you two because of that. So, so he stupid. didn't he didn't fuck up as bad as they did. No, but I'm just saying he said he's had certain ventures that aren't as cool. Oh, speaking of, dude, we gotta go. It's in Hawthorne. He opened up a fucking wheat store. Alright, alright, alright. Okay. And I forget the name of it. It's called like I think it's called Delhi is the name of it. Or the Delhi or something. The Delhi. And it's like a chic like weed shop. Let's go. Um right now. Let's stop recording and let's just go. I'm down, honestly, I'm really down. Um Actually, but no, I have time. Uh but anyway, uh yeah, man. Uh, do you have any two cents? Do you have any thoughts about about Jay? We'll make this whole thing about No, him. I think it's cool. He made it to he made it to the old um fifty spot. The JFK coin. He's would, would you put him on your Mount Rushmore? Of hip hop, or or starting five to put it in basketball terms. Of what? Like, am I man? allowed to? Sit, can I can I separate this between favorite rappers and important rappers? Important rappers, yeah, hands down, hands down. He's on Mount Rushmore. He's okay. just not. He's not one of my favorites. Who, I don't hate who him. Who would you put up there with him? On importance, you're talking like influential importance. Yeah, um, not necessarily favorite. I'd put M on there with importance. I'd put. I put Dr. Dre on there, but I yeah. don't know if that counts because he's because yeah. like he's producer maybe. I mean, the Chronic's one of the most yeah like and then obviously it goes down to like Tupac or Biggie, and I'm gonna pick Biggie over Tupac. Yeah, because you're only allowed four on a Mount Rushmore. So okay, so in your in your favorites, where would he rank? He's top ten for sure. Top ten, okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, for me, it's just like I'm a big voice guy. Yeah, his lyrics is great. It's insane. Dude, I think he's. But one he just of the... doesn't sound like Bun B does. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know Bun B on Big Pimpin', fucking right. Bun B and um, yeah. 
Pimp C, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they fucking murdered Big Pimpin'. Um, but no, man, he, um, yeah, lyrically, um, he's also got that line. Um, what song is it? Is it lyrically, I could rap like Talib Kweli. Um, or I could rap like Common Sense, but that doesn't, what does he say? I haven't been rapping since, I haven't been rapping like Common Sense. I'm butchering his line. It's a great line. But basically, he's, he's giving a tip of the hat to all these lyrical, top of mind, very, uh, conscious uh, rappers. Conscious is the word I'm looking for. And then saying, uh, oh, this is on the Black Album, I believe. And then he's like, yeah, I could do that, but I sell records with what I do. I'm I'm way bigger, mm-hmm. you know. Haven't been rapping like common sense. Can you Google that? We'll do it afterwards. Anyway, been talking way too long. Nick said to keep all this short, but we're talking wrestling and Jay Z. So, uh, anyways, throw up the rock. The rock's in the building. And the winner's Hove. Hove, it's your boy. Yeah, it's your boy. <laughs> and this week in country, go over to Paul Cawthon's Instagram and watch his oh, Cawthon's Coffins. Oh my god. Go to Paul Cawthon's Instagram and watch that co- coffin video. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Once you're dearly departed, I'm just getting started. Cawthon's Coffins. We bury the competition. Paul, be on the podcast. Alright, first off, because you're talking about Missouri, shout out Steak and Shake, because it's the shit. Um, love, love, I have a bunch of family m- m- in, can't talk. Hold on, hold in on, Saint hold Louis. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's up? Let me introduce you. And then we'll talk. I was about to say, we've been talking for 20 minutes, so just put the intro in somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, joining the show today is Mr. Jan Lashley. He's an actor. He's a skateboarder. <laughs> he's, now he's a writer. He makes awesome commercials. I'll show you the commercial later. Oh, sweet. Um, one of my best friends. He's absolutely hilarious and highly fucking opinionated. And also currently looking for a job. <laughs> so, Wait, are you actually looking or are you just fun employed? A little bit of both. Okay. Uh, the the process of, <laughs> the process of looking Put them on blast right away. The, the process of looking is rather depressing. It's kind of like uh, s- speed dating. Mm. I would assume like speed dating if you're somebody that's undesirable. Um so yeah, I'm looking, but like But it's, it's not it's not like y- that, next, that's not fair. Next, that's next, not, next. No, it's next. like, it's like you like you're saying that you're undesirable, but also a lot of times when you're unemployed, you're looking at jobs that are also undesirable. Yeah, but most like, jobs most suck. Jo- like, yeah, yeah. there's another thing. Most jobs don't suck. Like, I just want a job. This is gonna sound like really ch- like like really like kind of cheesy, and whatever. Like, I just want a job where like I'm learning and working in a environment with the people that I like. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to be. I work within an industry. Constantly work with multiple industries that I want to be in, and work with people, and I'm like, you're the fucking worst. Like you're awful, but like the projects are fun. So like nobody really wants to have a job. People need to have a job. Yeah. Like you want to have a job to like fill a purpose or whatever, and like wake up in the morning and be like, wow, I'm not a piece of shit. I didn't watch three seasons of Riverdale in a week. Like, <laughs> shout out to that show because that show rips. Uh, <laughs> but like, but like, like you don't. Want whatever job you're applying <laughs> Cast to. Cast me like, on Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, like every time, please. Actually, no, there's like musical numbers in that show, and I'm terrified You'd have of that. You have to shave, I think, right? Oh, I would have to like get ripped. I'd have to do all kinds of shit. I'd have to not be me. I'd have to look like Nick to be on Riverdale. <laughs> um, but like, I was in a job interview the other day, and someone's like, Why do you want to work here? And I was like, 
Because you pay I need money. A job and, like I need rent. And, like, I heard you, you guys, guys give money to people that work here. Yeah. <laughs> like you seem. Did it, you say you that? Seem nice. More, I tried to like mask it in a nicer way because I've also hit like my fuck it limit on like at job interviews because yeah, job uh, interviews are like. So tell me about yourself. You're like, I'm a fucking guy. I got a head, two arms, two legs. Like, God, my dick kind of works sometimes. Kind like, of. What's like, wrong with that? What's going on down there? Nothing. I mean, just sometimes. Kind of. You know, you're a young man. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Like, just, We don't want to get into that. No, we can get into it. But, like, I don't know. Sometimes your dick has a mind of its own. It just, like, does things you don't really want it to do. I feel you. Like, I've, like getting blunders and sweatpants in public. Is weird. That's why I wore sweatpants. Dude, to some roll kid the in dice. middle school, <laughs> high school, right? Now. Some, kid got a, some kid got a boner in in gym class in middle school, and because of that, I have never worn sweatpants or gym shorts in public. I, I love that. I, it's something that happened to him, but it freaked you out oh, enough that you 100%, got scared. Like it was terrifying. Like I'll wear sweatpants if I'm like. Like, if you see me in sweatpants in public, I'm trying to walk in front of a bus. Like, that's where I'm at Dude, with my life. Here you go, man. Or, These are comfy. Or would I'm traveling to the airport. These would, are sweatpants, right? Yep. Yeah, these are definitely sweatpants. Yeah, hell yeah. What else would they be? <laughs> I don't know if, 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 not the, if the, like, soccer cut got you, like, no, no, marks the, off of the sweatpants. No, like, the material is, like, Yo, we're not talking. Joggers are sweatpants. I'm tired of people calling joggers It's a material. marketing thing. It depends on the material. It makes lazy people well, feel like they're being athletic. Khaki or whatever that, yeah, it's got to be no. But if they're like the zip warm said? up pants, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, those are those are uh, those are sweatpants, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Those are like athletic long pants. Remember that's those a weird remember category. Those, those pull offs. Oh yeah. Just, do I remember? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> those things were the Didn't best. I give you a set? I don't think so. I wish you did. Do you remember? Okay, not the not the button warm up pants, but do you remember? I don't even know the term of them. But it was like a windbreaker material. My oh, sister and I yeah. called them swooshy pants growing up. That was because actually, it was just... I think the technical term. Uh, I think those are called. I think those are called training pants. Training? Yeah. Like they're. Uh, I used to have them for like soccer warm ups and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there, uh, my friend has a set of them from Supreme, and I make just so much fun of him when he would so wear. So he it. just overpaid for them. They're by about so loud. Dollars. Yeah. Well, they're yo, so loud. That dude's a genius. The Supreme guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, well, this, that Supreme is whatever, like a unicorn anomaly, they go well anyway. But yeah, my friend with the su- Supreme Swishy Pants is a fucking genius because like he buys all the Supreme shit and then he wears it and then when he's over it, he just sells it on eBay uh-huh. and he makes more than he bought it for all the time for like a gross t-shirt that he's like worn and sweated and skated and spilled food on and like... Like it's just fucking insane. He me. makes it vintage. Well, the after the no, aftermarket, just, like, they just want it. You know? Yeah, the resale yeah. value is like crazy on those items. I got a. Cousin. Also, I'm not going to spend as an adult male coming on thirty um, hours on Fairfax waiting right. in a fucking line well, like a fucking zombie. Right, you're not a hype beast. I've got a. I've got a cousin who. It's not worth it to me. The amount of money I make if I wait in line all day for a pair of sneakers. Or a shirt or jacket, spend four or five hundred dollars on it, and then I flip it and I make two or three hundred bucks, and I wasted an entire day waiting in line. I don't know. You could look at it that way. If you just made two hundred or three hundred dollars, I think a day waiting. That's that's, no, no, no. But like you think think about it, you buy the jackets for like let's just say around just to give me your slave to the system, man. It's two hundred dollars. You buy two hundred dollars. That's one item. Say you drop. 
like people that go to the reselling thing drop like 10 grand, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to have 10 grand either credit or on cash to buy all that shit. And then you flip it and make like 12 grand total. Like you made two grand to just like be an asshole and stand in line all day. And it's not like a guaranteed thing. And that's your life. Yeah. So like, yeah. And like the hours of like uploading the photos, dealing with the reviews, mailing all that shit out, waiting in See, line, dealing is, with all that shit. It probably evens out to like $15 an hour. Dog, go work at In-N-Out. This is why. Yeah. Like and you great said, health benefits. You said, uh, you said bots. Dude, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to In-N-Out. I'm getting a job at In-N-Out. I'm going to go apply on my way home. You get free food too. Um, you said bots. And that's. That reminded me of, I have a cousin that lives in Texas, and mm-hmm. he's, while he was in high school, which was literally just last year, um, Congratulations he, was, he, was, he didn't know what he wanted to do afterwards. He's like, I don't really want to go to college, or like, I, I like swimming, all this kind of shit, but he didn't know what he wanted to do, because when he was, <laughs> because when he was in high school, he figured out this, the bot system, and the whole hype thing, like the high cinnabity and all that shit, he would just buy bots... And then they, as soon as something would go on sale online, while he's in school, he doesn't have to pay attention to it. The bots would just purchase whatever it was in like a size like large or shoe size 10, Nine or whatever, whatever's super yeah. easy to resell. And oftentimes it would just be sold while he's still in school. So it would get bought and sold and he's just making money while he's in high school. See, I'm... See, um, as a kid, cool. That's good fucking on, good genius. on you. Pat on the back. No, but that's as an adult no. male, thirty years old. Trent, you're you don't understand. It's genius. He's not doing anything. That's what I'm saying. He that a is child free money. That's great. No, I don't. I don't know why you're saying adult males shouldn't do it because you're not doing anything. You're just making money. I think it's just sort of one of those things. Like, oh man. Like, here's the thing. Like, I think what he's trying to say this is going to be a very bad analogy. But like, when you're a little kid. You can get curious about a porn DVD and buy it. You paid for porn. It's fine. You do right. it once. As an adult, shit's free, man. Don't pay for that shit. Don't be a sucker. Even though, like, the, probably the more ethical thing is to pay for porn. Yeah, and but, not he's not, free. but he's but not like, buying it for himself. But I'm just saying, like, the process of it is, like, like, like Trent's not arguing. I just, Trent's I just not think arguing. having anything involved in that world to yeah. me is, it's annoying. Is, is beyond me. Yeah. It's asinine. It's a waste of time. I mean, here's the thing. You're in college. You're in high school. Fuck it. If you're 30 years old and you just have a, a, a system you made on your computer or whatever, like you said, and it's just churning out money, cool. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I say get it how you live. It's just not for me. Yeah. I also like ruin everything I buy. Like I buy Dickies and off Amazon because it's easy and I get the same pair of pants. Well, why don't you do that? Because yeah. I don't know how. What do you mean you why don't do you ask know how? how? I don't want to. <laughs> Okay, so fuck off, Nick. All right. You're in the same boat. All right. <laughs> You're arguing no, with I mean, me. You no, know, I mean, you don't know I, how to buy stuff off of Amazon? I do think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. I'm not going to deny that it's a good idea. I just don't have the energy to put into it. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think we all arrived at the same point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, think we all, I think we all concur. Okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, dude, my homie that runs a vintage shop, he started on eBay that, for Alt Envy. He started on eBay on the East Coast in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Makes so much money. But the thing that he's he had to do for years is go to these estate sales and these flea markets and buy entire lots. So, like you said, like have 10, 20 G's, buy the whole lot, go through all this shit, clothes, bags, jackets. Maybe you find. 10, 20 items that are worthwhile. Get rid of all the other shit and mark up the fuck out of 
I have a lot of I, just, I can't. Uh, it, some just, people make it. He's literally made it like a living and like a legit. Well, yeah, he got a brick and mortar store in LA. That's alone costs. Yeah, fucked up. But he's been doing that shit for years. twenty plus but, years. But like, he also like really really enjoys it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of people that like, like I. I can't. I can't do I mean, it. Yeah, I. I don't. I, I like it, but I also don't like it. And I'm also this kind of person where it's like, oh man, like my friends, uh, like work for a vintage place downtown or not downtown, like in, in Silver Lake, and the store is awesome, and the dudes that run it are so sick, um, and they have so many cool like old metal shirts and like cool anime and like old skate shirts that I like. And there's like an Akira shirt, and I was like, oh, this shirt's sick. How much is it? And they were charging like. Two hundred bucks or no, bucks. it was like more because it was like a, it's like a, like a it's a pristine condition. More like than two hundred dollars. Yeah, it was like it was a really really good shirt. But that's another thing is I don't remember what it was, but it was one of those things where I was like, cool. My t-shirts have like if I'm supporting my friend's company, like a thirty five dollar max limit. Yeah. Like that has to be like, I love you and like I'm buying this t-shirt. Like my t-shirts are from Amazon or for like my friend's bands or like for my friend's companies. Like if I'm paying over $35 for a t-shirt, like, I'm out. Like, shoot me in the fucking face. Like, it's just not <laughs> what I'm into. But again, like, I understand that that's just my prerogative and yeah. there's other people that, like, love that shit yeah. and, like, like I said, get it how you live. If that's yeah. what you're into, that's fucking sick. Like, if I had that Akira shirt, I'd be hyped. But, also, you if I also, like, pizza late one night and yeah. got sauce all over it and you just wasted $300. Right. Yeah. Do you guys or, ever think about shit the way that, speaking of pizzas and $200, <laughs> Where you're just like, instead of buying the shirt for $200, I could get like 40 pizzas. I do food math all the time. <laughs> no, I do, especially when I was, I was a little more, like I was poorer. Like, yeah, you definitely do food math. You're like, oh, I got 20 bucks. I could go see a movie today and treat myself. Or I could feed myself for the next like four days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, I do reverse food math where I'll, like, I'll buy food sometimes and be like, I just paid what for what? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's one of those things, like, I I enjoy talking to people and, like, going out in, in the world because, like, <clears throat> you're alive. You should enjoy it. And I What's go out. What's the line? Oh, be a real person and go, go outside. outside. Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's what I like to do. So, like, we'll go, like, get coffee with my friends and, like, I don't drink. So, like, going out to a coffee shop or, like, going out somewhere is, like, the equivalent of, like, social drinking for me. And coffee so, like. you smoke? No. Nothing. No, I don't do any drugs. Caffeine. Anything. That's it. Straight edge, yeah. man. Yeah, I grew up like in the hardcore punk scene. So wait, no finished. shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We gotta talk about this. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> cool. If you want. Um, but like, I'll buy coffees. I'm like, yeah, can I get like a iced coffee or cold brew? And they're like, yeah, like five dollars. I'm like, what? <gasps> yeah. Like, but the good news is you're only drinking like one, maybe two. Whereas if you were drinking, you'd be four, five. Yeah, but like that's also like, like if I go out. Like, I'm a piece of shit, and I will drink coffee every single day. If I make it at home, it costs me, like, whatever the bag at Trader Joe's is, which is, like... 30 cents. Yeah, like, $6 for a bag that lasts me, like, three and a half weeks or whatever. If I go out, that's five days of $5. That's $25 for coffee. Mm -hmm. That's fucked. Like, like, it doesn't even taste that good. It's just, like, I'm conditioned to have something in my hand while I'm talking to people, and, like... Fuck off, five dollars for that shit. But you're again, essentially like, it's paying fine. to sit in that location. That's what you're doing. Yeah, but then we don't even sit in that location. We like walk around or do whatever, and then I'm like a fucking weak human being, and I get conditioned to like just wanting a thing. And now I'm out here just like paying money for mud water, which is dope. Like again, 
anybody shout that's in the coffee. Water. Yeah, shout out Mudwater and anybody that like is like great at coffee and like does all the fucking Ethiopian can taste the the beans and shit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. It mm-hmm. tastes like hot laundry well, water. Yeah. Like I just need it to like <laughs> I need to like get forward and go ahead. It's like, the water at fuck. the bottom of your laundry machine. Yeah, and like <laughs> I ride for the laundry water because like I'm a weak human. I need it now. Like my body's been conditioned to have it, and I do like. There's something like very peaceful and soothing about having like a scalding hot cup of water in the morning, or like a very cold one when it's hot outside. But it being five dollars a thing. Is something we have to collectively, as a human species, talk about because it's <laughs> fucked up. You know. I mean, I agree. And this will we talk about this shit all the time. There's this. Uh, let's dig on these fucking coffee shops. Okay, you start. No, what no, no. It's your beef. I don't know where we're going with this. They all no, look like the, the Apple Store. No, like there's a couple marketing. coffee shops that don't accept American oh, yeah. fucking currency. There is. I think Wait, it's what? Blue, Bluestone Lane. I think. Fuck off. Fuck off. And the other one is uh, Blue Bottle. I think they're both blue. Fuck but off. But they're Australian um, They're Australian coffee shops owned. They don't accept legal tender. You Fucking can't pay American cash. money. You can only pay card there, which pisses me right the fuck off because it's legal fucking Who doesn't money. accept money? Who, name one person. This is what... All right. Here's, here's the thing. I, I don't... Like I, problem... I had friends tell me to meet me at Bluestone Lane and I say no out of principle. Because if they're not taking my fucking George Washingtons, then I'm not drinking their coffee. I mean, they're taking it because they're taking the the digital version of it. They're not, not taking the hard currency. They ain't taking mine. Here's the thing. I, I'm, I don't have an opinion on, like, <laughs> if you are cash-only businesses, I back because, like, you're probably cooking your books and I fucking ride for that. No cash businesses means you report your shit better and it's all trackable. You're a fucking narc. Fuck you. That's where I stand on it as a whole. Like, like I'll what be is the benefit? I, I really don't understand that. I, w- I was thinking about it, and I think one benefit would be you can't be robbed. But also, who's going and robbing a fucking coffee shop? I mean, people are dumb. I think it's like it's ease for the employees. Like it's all just a digital thing. Everything's trackable. Like you can't. But even whatever. that pisses me off because then you have employees that can't do basic math. Yeah, well, but like that's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's I mean, just I can't fucking do basic idiots. Math, so like, <laughs> but like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because you, you you at least remember you will. Because you at least remember basic things like stacking them up and adding them. Or, for instance, I use I always use the math thing with ratios where we put this over this and equals this over this. Oh, that I fucked that up fucking, left and right. That shit, but that shit solves so many problems in the real world. But it's like that kind of basic shit. But now you have fucking idiots um, standing behind the counters. That one, first of all, they can't even talk. And second of all, they don't know how to do math. They just are like, oh, fucking plastic, please. Here. So I can just insert it here and then, oh, if it stops working, I, I don't know what to do now because well, I don't accept cash. Too. Yeah, what do you do if, if your system doesn't You give it out for free. You should, at least in my opinion. Like, also, it's fucking mud water. Like, it costs you 30 Laundry cents to water. make. Like, just fucking give it out. Anyway. Just go to the bathroom. Yeah. But I'll, <laughs> Come out. I don't have, out. like, I, I don't see this problem with, this for me is not like a coffee shop specific problem. It is like a um, modern food industry problem. And again, I'll get annoyed that I don't have cash and the place is cash only, but I back that you're cash only because that's cool. If you are digital currency only, um, you're a narc and I don't trust you. Which is stupid logic, but like it's just fuck you. <laughs> and like, again, it's We're all opinion from like opinion. a stupid asshole that like, you know what I mean? Like, this, my opinion sucks. So like, 
Who cares? But also, fuck you. No, I think this podcast is pretty big on telling people to fuck off, though. Yeah. Uh, dude, real quick, I wanted to touch on, you, you said you grew up um, in the punk scene, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we the same age? I'm 29. I'm 30. Okay, cool. So, yeah, same, same age. age. Yeah. Uh, and you're from California? Yeah. Um, dude, I was in that world for a minute. Um, I finally got to see... Uh, did you follow Have Heart back, back in the day? Yeah, yeah. So, I finally got to see them. They did a one-off show. I was at it. Oh, the one, the one down the here? Thursday night? Yeah, yeah, I was there, too. Sick. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. It was that's fucking tight. killer. Yeah, it was good. It was cool to see that again, and, like, I... Rotting Out was killer, too. Yeah, yeah. Walter's gigantic. Yeah, Walter got very big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lead guy was, like, your size, probably. And then, I guess, he got really into weightlifting and eating, and is now, like, fucking gigantic. Yeah, he's... he's Terrifying. A he's a he's a super nice dude. He rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, that whole band rules. Like, Rotting Out is sick. They're a bunch of nice dudes. My, uh, my coworker, Zach, I found out when he first started working the brewery, we started talking about East Coast hardcore bands turns out the dude used to play in verse I mean, remember verse, <laughs> and he played guitar and then he would tour with have heart and sometimes play have to do double duty and fill in and play have heart parts so yeah like he knew all the guys so uh, when they came into town i think they went and got like they went to a diner or something that's sick <laughs> he said walter ate like like three meals yeah walter will crush a lot of food yeah yeah, he will crush a lot of food, and Walter's like one of the best stage divers out. And he's like this massive dude is just jumping off stage. Terrifying yeah, dude. and he like who's catching that guy? Uh, everybody that's the out there. Group. There's so yeah. many yeah. people that are like, it's like just like you don't even have to try to catch everyone's so packed in. Just well, those land at a show them. like that, like you have to try to hit the floor essentially. Like it's like everybody's there, so it's fun. Um, stage diving in the current state of hardcore has gotten a little bit more difficult. You have to be a little bit more creative because uh, people don't like it anymore. Yeah, uh, people don't get like getting land on, which makes sense. But like, you're at a show, like, quit being a fucking asshole and like well, be yeah. up front, sing along, dive, catch you, each you've other. You've shown like, me pictures asshole. of you doing them, and yeah. it seems like you just like throw your body at people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, like, <laughs> you, you, people are gonna take a foot right to the face. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, casualty of whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. But like, Walter is really good at diving. Like, yeah. he looks sick, and will do. I've seen Walter do some huge fucking front flips, and they look just. Fucking tight. There's like a, there's like a lot of people that look shitty stage diving, myself included. And there's like a handful of people that look fucking tight while they do it. And Walter is definitely one that looks fucking tight while it happens. There's people diving off of those like full stack of. Oh yeah, the full speaker stacks. Yeah, like climbing up shit at this show. It was, I was like all. Everyone's like our age or older, like 30, 40 years old. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Well, that's the crazy thing is like, <laughs> you I, all are crazy. So like, I went to Have Hearts last show, 2009. Then yeah, like whenever that was happening, um, and that show was crazy, and I just didn't realize that there was an entire generation of hardcore kids that had never seen it, or like, in no respect to the band, or like, like no disrespect to the band, I mean, or like cared, you know? Because like, I grew up listening to it and it was sick, and like, I liked it, you know, but like that. For the amount of people that came out to that and, like, the reactions that they got, I was blown away. You know people come literally flew in from all over the world. Yeah, which, like, is fucking sick, yeah. but also blew my mind. Yeah. I also, the like, used here. to, like, like the, fact that, the fact that, like, that show happened where it did or Sound of Fury grew to how big it is is crazy to me. Because yeah. I remember, like, when there was, 
Like I would see shows at this place called The Loft that was probably the size of this room. Uh-huh. And like when that was sold out, it was fucking crazy. But like maybe a hundred kids, maybe. Yeah, or like you know there'd be like a Crammed couple. Crammed in though. Yeah, and it would be like packed. And for me, that's just like what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was crazy. When it was like I was a little kid, and it was like I remember a show in LA. Like one of the first shows I went to in LA it was like a piece by piece Donnie Brook terror show. Mm. And Terry's playing this benefit show coming up soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was legit terrifying because mm-hmm. I was like, I had to be like 13 or 14 or something. And it was just like people getting murdered. And it was like, all you hear is just like the sound of fist hitting people's heads, like over the microphone, like over the feedback and mm-hmm. shit. And it was like so intimidating and so cool. Like I'd never seen anything like it when I was a kid. <laughs> Um, and that's just like what I grew up on. So like to have it be in such a large space is amazing because the scene's grown that far. Uh-huh. But it's also crazy to like, and it's it's just crazy to see it be that big and also watch the energy still be palpable in that size of a room as opposed to like mm. where I saw it starting. I ran into the pit at the beginning of their set for about two or three songs. Their songs are really short. They're like. Two, three minutes. Not even three minutes. Probably two minutes max. Three minutes max. Did that for about two or three songs. I was like covered in sweat. Could hardly catch my breath. I'm like, can't really do this anymore. I went back to the, the bar. <laughs> I felt a little bad drinking beer at a fucking straight edge show. But I was like, nope. I'm going nope, gonna to watch it back here. No, man. Like You got you to gotta get how you live. Like It's one of those things like I... I was being a little facetious. But, yeah, yeah, you know, but like, I don't know. Like, as long as you're there, like, and enjoying it, like, who gives a shit? Where were you at during uh, that? Uh, I was watching from, like, up top somewhere. That it, shit was gnarly, dude. It was crazy. I think with them, too, and a lot of bands in that genre, that era, it's not just heavy music. It's, like, very, like, thoughtful and yeah. usually political. So that's why it's not just, like, a toe-tapping, let's all hold hands and, like, sway back and forth. It's like... No, dude, like, this is some, like, real fucking shit that, like, we should give a shit about. Well, that's uh, what that's what drew me to the scene it was that it wasn't, like, A, that it was, like, kind of a home for people that felt like they didn't fit in, mm. which I didn't. And then it gave me, like, it gave me like-minded people to stand with that mm. were like, hey, racism's whack. Mm. Hey, like, do whatever you want. Like whether that's don't smoke weed or do smoke weed or don't party or do party. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just be you and, like, Mm. you don't have to listen to what anybody says. Like, figure out your own path. Do shit for yourself. Mm. Like, there was, like, the whole DIY aspect of it I thought was really cool and the communal aspect of it I thought was sick. Like, a lot of the friends that I made through hardcore are, like, some of my best friends to Mm. this day. And it's, like, across the country and across the world, like, I have friends in Australia that I went and visited because they toured with my friends' bands and we all became... Sick. Yeah, like we all became close through that. So like... It's like a familial... Yeah, and like uh, it's it's crazy. There's like a lot of shit that... That like you don't get from... Like I would assume... I never played like team sports in a meaningful way. Like I played soccer growing up and stuff like that. But like I don't know, man. Like that was the the group of people I found that were impactful to me and helped shape me. And, like, a lot of the way that I see the world is because of that music scene. Mm. Um, like, I remember being a little kid, and, like, I went to see Madball in L.A., 
and a kid stage dove and the security guards like were like choking out the security or the kid or whatever and they stopped playing and started like talking shit to the security guards and me being like whoa a band doing that is like crazy to me because like when you're a kid all you think is like people are rock stars so like there's there's like there's like a divide between mm. the people that are playing and you mm-hmm. at least that's what you think growing up and mm-hmm. then being a part of this like that's not there like you can jump on stage you all sing along together. you do whatever yeah. you do, you're in it together and I remember like the first time I watched one of my peers punch a security guard because they were <laughs> choking out one of our other friends I was like oh fuck you can do that like that guy's just a guy yeah like fuck that and yeah. like that was I don't know like influential to me is like oh we can kind of control our destiny control what we're doing like shape the world that we have like granted there's consequences that come with everything that you do but like if you're willing to stand for it or you're willing to do it like that was just like two verses of a hardcore song right there <laughs> <laughs> oh you're willing to stand for it consequences yeah, it's it's a crazy. I don't know. It's a weird thing. <laughs> it's like choke my friend out. <laughs> he is just a human. It's a real. It's a real weird. No, it's. I think it's beautiful. To me, the way you talk about it, I think it's fucking great, and it's it's very nostalgic for me. And um, uh, but no, dude, that's like part of the lure to it, right? Is is the Looking from it from the outside, right, and trying to explain to someone like your parents are like, "Oh my God, it's the devil's music! It's so angry!" And like, well, no. And then break it, it down like you did, and it's like constructive. Well, I was having a conversation with this about like with a friend the other day, is because like I was, I was laughing because like at the half like at half heart, like I just watched because I haven't, like it was it was cool to see them, but like I just. When I was younger, I was like pitting all the time, stage diving all the yeah. time. Like I was in there for every band, doing everything. I knew every word. Yeah. Like I just had it because I was like angry and confused and just like sure, like scared and like it gave me. I don't know. It just like everything that was wrong with the world I could mm. take out in like a, it's in an like outlet a constructive. For yeah. It all is, yeah. But now I'm like all the all the anger that I had that was like external towards the world is now like. I don't have that anymore. Like all the problems, like I still have that, but like most of the problems and most of what I'm angry about is like me. Mm. So instead of like being mad at the world, it's like I'm mad. It's just all self-loathing. So it's like I don't have the energy to like, like it doesn't feel fair to take my anger out on other people anymore yeah. as opposed to just me. Like <laughs> To me, I, I mean, what I hear there, and this sounds kind of funny, I guess, but I think that's just growing up and that's, and that's uh, growth. Instead of blaming everyone else for your problems and, and the world, quote, for your problems, it's like, I could do a little better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's... it's like, it's def- I'm in control of my own self. Yeah. And how I view the world and what I put out there and what I take in. It's like, instead of blaming everyone else for... Or your surroundings for this or that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that. So then every time I see bands that I love, like, I'll... I'll still find myself like stage diving, sing along, or do whatever, yeah. and it's like real funny because now, like landing on people's heads and like stage diving shit, like used to not hurt, or like I just used to not notice it as much because maybe <laughs> I was like habitualized to it. But, like every once in a while, I, like stage diving, like land on someone, I'm like, ow, dude, that fucking, that yeah. fucking hurt. It's a body. What, what's the deal with you saying stage diving is not cool anymore over there? Oh no no, it's cool. People at shows just fucking suck. 
Oh. Because, like, nobody wants to catch you anymore. Yeah, they'll, everyone, like, moves. Yeah, and, and like, everybody used to be in the concrete. Yeah, like, everybody used to be in the front, like, singing along and, like, doing people all would, that. People would, like, uh, help each other out. Yeah, and, like, they now, just, some of that still, but... Did they just get to the point, like you were saying, that they were like, I don't want to get fucking landed on anymore? I, I or, think it's... Or are they just being dicks? I think it's, like, they don't want to get landed on anymore. <laughs> um, but, like, also, like, it's also probably the size of the venues that you're at. Because, like, the venues are packed, but they're not, like, like, they're at capacity, but they're not, like, you don't have kids sneaking in through the windows and shit anymore. I mean, you do, but, like, it's a fucking giant venue, and there's still places for people to, like, escape so Mm -hmm. you have room. Like, it's not, you're not sardined in Mm -hmm. where you literally can't move, so people are getting landed on you. Like, you're, like, there's shows, and there still are, where you can, like, Legit, just like crawl over people from the back of the room to the front. Mm-hmm. But that used to be every single weekend, and like it probably still is in places, and like it is still here. But the rooms are just larger, and the stages are higher, mm-hmm. so you're like you just have more room, and mm-hmm. there's like more ways for people to like move a shoulder, and then you fall through the floor. Mm. But like again, it's just me making fun of it because I call them black holes. Because like you'll <laughs> stage dive, and all of a sudden there's nobody where you're supposed to land, and you're like. Well, fuck me. This sucks. This is going to yeah. hurt really bad. But, like... You still go to a lot of shows? Yeah. I, yeah. Not as much as I would like. Uh, just because, like, I fucking am older and I have, like, more bullshit commitments of, like, things that I have to go to, you know? Who do you like right now? Uh, right now, there's there's a band from Long Island called Hangman, which fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sick. Mind Force is dope. I'm trying to think of, like, new bands that are current, that are coming out. Uh, one of my favorites is Downpressor that's coming out. They have a new record coming out. They're, they rule. Um, King Nine. There's so many fucking good bands out right I, now. I can't get enough of um, Harm's Way. I really like Dude, Harm's, Harm's Way. Dude, Harm's Way sick. That dude's fucking buff too. A lot of these, like, a lot of these vo- like lead vocals now are like fucking yoked, dude. Like, have you seen him? Yeah. He's crazy. Like, all fucking tatted up and just like, looks like a bodybuilder. <laughs> It's crazy. It's uh, terrifying. I'm sure he's a sweetheart, but it's terrifying. He's a super nice dude. Um, those guys rule. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just, like I said, like, I'm used to all of it just from, like, seeing him and stuff yeah. like that. So it's just, like, I don't know. And everybody works out now and everybody has tattoos. So, like, now everyone's just, like, giant. The same, yeah. Uh, and there's people where I see that I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're fucking ginormous. Uh, who's some of your favorite all-time? Oh, all-time bands? Uh Shit, man, I hate questions like this because then I always get, like, self-conscious. Just, no, just throw it out. It doesn't matter. No, uh, I would say, like, Down to Nothing, okay, yeah. Madball, Terror will always be one of my favorites. Um, yeah, see, I fucking hate this and I fucking no, blank good. on all this shit. No, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, there's no wrong or right. No, but like it's like the same thing as like when someone's like, yeah, top five favorite movies. And I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. Leave me alone. Space um, Jam, Space yeah, Jam. I just, I just yeah, have a number Space one Space and then it's... Space yeah, Jam I have so tied. many. But yeah, I would have to say like I, I love Down to Nothing. Um, Madball, Terror, Bad Brains is great. I'm trying to think of shows that like got me so excited from the thing. Like uh, like local bands that I would always have loved is like Downpressor, Violation, um... Bitter End out of Texas fucking rules. Yeah, man. Uh, Do you fuck with Power I mean, Trip? I've been listening Dude, to Power Trip. 
is sick. Yeah, I've yeah. been I've been digging them a lot. Yeah, their pl- their shows sold out already. They have a show coming up December seventh or something. Really, I think you, you would actually dig them too. You would like yeah. that trip a lot. Yeah, they're more uh, thrashy, like metal, and they're from Texas. Well, that's they got a little stink. They got a little stink sure. on them. They yeah. rule. Um, we played a Adult Swim Fest a year ago. I went to that. That's sick. Because basically because of them and Run the Jewels. It was awesome. That's tight. Yeah, they rule. They're super nice dudes too. Yeah, but they think Whataburger is better than In and Out, so they can kiss my ass. What? <laughs> Whataburger sucks, man. It really does. I mean, they just—it's just Texas. So. It's just—it's specifically an ongoing joke that I have with with one of them. But uh, yeah, Nick, you, you know what I'm talking about—the ketchups, whatever, man. Yeah. Yeah, the ketchups, ketchups, whatever. He's like, we he, always talk about, dude, the ketchup is the best. And I just trying to do whatever. <laughs> and like, everything about what a, what a burger is, whatever. I, I don't know. It was just funny because, like, everybody in California defends In and Out. Yeah. And like, he would always be. Like, in and Out's really not even that great either, but it's definitely better than Whataburger. I mean, yeah, I I used to like. I used to think In-N-Out was whatever, and I would always get, like, cornered in arguments because my friends would be like, Water, like uh, In-N-Out's the fucking shit. And I'd be like, yeah, dude, In-N-Out's fine. And then it would turn into me hating In-N-Out because uh-huh. I'd just be like, dude, In-N-Out's not the best burger of all time. And then it'd be like, Young fucking hates In-N-Out. And then over time, I would just adopt the fact that I hated In-N-Out, and now I'm eating my words because In-N-Out is pretty fucking good. So, like, whatever. So, speaking of burgers, for all, the, for all of the listeners out there, You've probably seen Jan Lashley before. <laughs> oh, fuck Because I think it was your first commercial ever, right? Mm-mm. No? Not the first one ever, but... You were young, because you were like yeah. 18 or something, I thought. Or uh, I think I started doing it when I was 17. So, for all the listeners out there, Jan Lashley is Whopper Jr. from those commercials where the, where the people were with the burgers. Wait, what? He's Whopper Jr. Oh, I gotta see this. Yeah, it was uh, I was a burger. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, now, do you have a lifetime a lifetime supply of Whopper Juniors? Uh, no, but there was a time when like the commercials were out all the time, and I had like a fo- like I had photos of it, like me in the burger outfit. I've probably only had In and Out, or I mean uh, Burger King, a few times in my life. One time was in Germany, just because I wanted to try it, and I had myself, and I immediately threw up. Nice. Granted, that was probably because of skateboarding and stuff like that, but I threw up. <laughs> and then another time I was coming back, it was on a tour that I was on, and there was an overnight drive from like Seattle to LA. Mm. Um, and the band that I was rolling with said I could go with them, and like they would take me back, and I could sleep the whole way, but I had to agree to something before I got in the van and they wouldn't tell me what it was and I was like yeah right whatever fuck you like I'm in yeah. and they just drove to In-N-Out I mean to Burger King and made me eat Burger King and they just thought it was really funny <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> um, and then the other time is I went to it was like in Van Nuys or something my friends really liked Burger King so we went and I was like I wonder if this is gonna work and I walked up to the burger, like to the counter and I was like hey guys what's up my name's Jan like I, I'm this is gonna sound kind of weird but like I'm part of like the current campaign for Burger King I'm the Whopper Jr I usually have this card from like Chris Porter and Burger King like I just like name dropped the ad agency that did it and Burger King and was like just talking to the manager and was like hey here's the photo I don't have my wallet on me because we just got back from the beach but like this is me I usually have this card that like gets me free Burger King um is it I hate to do this but like is it cool if we just like order some stuff and like can you take my word for it? And the guy was, and the manager was like, "Yeah, can you just take a photo with like the staff?" I was like, "Yeah." So I took a photo with the staff, and then I got free Burger King for all of us, and it was super funny. Hell yeah! 
But well, it worked. That's all. Yeah. Uh, that's you know. Weren't you saying that like when they when they shot those commercials, they would basically just follow you around while you just did whatever you Dude, wanted, like just bullshit. How old were you? I was like, I did it for like probably like seventeen to like twenty. Whoa. Yeah, I did like a lot of commercials for them. Um, Wait, I've definitely have seen this shit. Yeah. It's, it's the one where they it's literally just a human head, and then their body is a full burger. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. That's you. Yeah. And it was like uh, a there family. was one guy before me, and then I, like he got recast for something, and it was me. Uh, so I was the one after that. But Did it ever get you any play? Uh, probably. You mean like girls being like, this is Whopper Jr. Yeah, like, are you the Whopper Jr. I got to talk <laughs> It definitely wasn't that, like, I mean, probably. So hot. It definitely wasn't, like, direct. Like, it was probably, oh, you like. smell like a Whopper. <laughs> probably that, probably that would be a selling point. Uh, <laughs> flame broiled. Oh. Fucking beefy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> beefy. Uh, I'm definitely the junior. Have I'm it your way. Junior. Hey. No, definitely not a Whopper. <laughs> oh. It's definitely just a. Um, I mean, it probably got me play, but like not directly. No girl was like, "I'm gonna go bang the Whopper Junior guy." <laughs> like, like nobody that never came out of their mouth. But they're probably like, "Oh, you're on TV. That's kind of funny." You're, I remember like, or like during the interaction, be like, "Wait, are you that Whopper Junior guy?" No, <laughs> no, but like it would happen where people would be like, "I'd be going to shows or whatever," and someone's like, "Yo, are you on?" And like, "Yeah," and they would just like everybody would make fun of me for it for a long time, like in the good ways. It wasn't ever bad. Yeah. The only time it ever happened was, like, we were in Santa Barbara one time where I used to live, and we were, like, just, like, making fun of people, talking shit on the street. Loitering. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I was just, like, talking shit to somebody on the street, like, just, like, making fun of, like, just, like, I don't know, just being an asshole. And some guy's like, yeah, shut up, you fucking, like, he's like, yeah, whatever, shut up, burger boy. And I was like, what? And then our friend's like, you know him. And I was like, no, I don't. I don't know who he is. That's Incredible. Cool. Incredible. Dude, yeah. I'm, like, really self-conscious that I couldn't name drop all these bands now. I hate this. It's like still driving me crazy where I don't know what bands I like. I'm self-conscious because I didn't know most of what you guys were talking about. That's yeah, fine. That's all just like hardcore shit. Yeah, it's kind of a niche well, thing. Uh, I'll I'll admit some something kind of funny for you. Hmm. You're talking about stage diving, like it was like, oh yeah, stage dive here, stage dive here. I've always been terrified of it. It's a scary and thing. I went to Warp Tour as a kid, and at the time, this is before uh, he hired a hitman to try to kill his wife. Uh, but As I Lay Dying was one of the big bands, and I was obsessed with them uh, in high school. And Confined came on, which is like their banger. And I was like, song. in that moment, I was like, if I'm ever going to do this, it's going to be right now. And I stage dived to Confined. It was awesome. I was at Warped Tour. Like, ah. Dude, stage diving at Warped Tour is scary. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And that's straight concrete. Why is it scary at Warped Tour? Because, well, like, it's like... It's more like... It's seen kids and like like that go to these shows. They're like, I went to Warp Tour this summer. It's like it's not necessarily like so. It's like the Coachella kids. for hardcore, pretty much. Yeah, but like it's not even hardcore. It's like Coachella for like a, like aggressive alternative music. Like it, like um, stage diving at Warp Tour is like what people think of stage diving as was where you like dive face mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. and like people catch you and you hold up your it's like a movie. Or yeah, yeah, and like that. At least in my experience, is not what stage diving yeah. is like, and that way of doing it is how you get fucked up, yeah. and you also get like all your shit stolen. Yep, by j- doing going face first is how you get fucked up. And people do it more like at that shit. Like 
I'm going to lay down. It's a pillow. It's, yeah. like, a, it's like a bed. Oh. Whereas what we're talking about, like the legit shit, people are sprinting and flipping and running out and like it's just like different because like jumping off the of shit and those you're ones, getting rocked in the face and shit. Like it's not like a it's not like a scene in a movie where you know the high schoolers like. Oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, into a body of water. Yeah, yeah. like that way is scary because like you have like people holding you up, so like you don't. Oh, like, so you're like, saying when when people just lay down, then people are like pockets. Yeah, just stealing you, like, shit. Your shoes okay. get taken, your pockets get ran. Like if you're a girl, you get like groped. Yeah, groped and like not you don't like it. It's not cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. also, also, if you're a guy, sometimes that happens and it's not tight. Um, and like I you just, just get and you just, just get like, like shit. yeah it's weird um, and you it's get weird. you get like dropped because like people are like yeah all right fuck you like I don't want to hold you anymore <laughs> yeah. and you just like fall and you're like <laughs> and you're not expecting it so you like I was like flat on your back then yeah or like your head because yeah. people like drop your head but hold your legs so you just fucking swing yeah. around and knock your head whereas like if you're stage diving at like an actual hardcore show people are more aware of what's happening and whether or not they like it or not they're gonna catch you. And you like you, it's diving with like an endpoint in mind, and they kind of like let you down. Yeah, or you like are able to spread your weight over multiple people, and yeah. you control where you're going. Like we talk stage so so like, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a science behind. Yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> I, yeah I'm always a science. So there's definitely like a, but that's another thing is like also like warp tour. Like you dive feet first because people don't know. So you dive landing feet first, and like at a hardcore show, if you dive feet first, like you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, like that. Like you're you're an asshole and you're a bitch. Like, like don't do that. <laughs> catch a punch on the way down. Yeah, like if you die feet first on me, I'm like hit you for sure. Like just fucking do something better. Like cartwheel, flip, like land. Like your back doesn't hurt. Your fucking heel going into my head sucks. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Like just be better at it. And yeah. it just looks stupid. Like yeah. you look like a weird turd flying going through like the pencil dive. Yeah, like don't do that. Like, <laughs> you're an asshole. You know, like just. I don't know. You committed to going to the air. Take some risk on yourself. Like, quit being an asshole. You know? And, like, especially, like, like here it's not that much of a problem because, like, everyone wears, like, vans and, like, sneakers. So it's fine. But, like, if you're on the East Coast where everyone, like, it's cold and people are wearing boots, that shit fucking hurts. So, like, yeah, feet first diving is a huge no-no. Making everybody come to you or, like, the European style of stage diving is also a big no-no. Like you, you're up on stage and you're calling people to get yeah, close to like catch so you, can you just yeah, jump on that's them? that's some bullshit. Like you just get on, get off. Yeah. Um, and there's signs that say that too sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, well, like, also, I feel jump. like the vibe also, behind the stage, dump, stage jumping you guys are talking about is less like, look at me, and it's more just like, I feel like doing this and yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, it like adds energy to the show, whereas yeah. like when you're stage diving... And you're not performing. Yeah. yeah. You're like... You're like, <laughs> like I'm gonna do this. Watch me, guys. Yeah, no. like it's like some like yeah, and yeah. that. This is my moment. I don't know. The more I'm thinking about this, is very weird to think about because I don't really like. Kind of funny, right? It's it's also like, like it's, it's kind of weird, but like talking about <laughs> talking about like hardcore, <laughs> talking about hardcore in a non-hardcore setting with like like it's just like there's I, I feel very like cringeworthy about it because it's like something that's I like I fucking love and is like so personal to me. Uh-huh. And, like, it sucks because, like, if you're not involved in the scene, you don't get it. Yeah, and even if you explain. were yeah. involved in the scene, it's different from where, how it is now. 
So there's probably a bunch of shit because like I don't go to as many shows as I want to or I'm not as involved as I used to be. Like there's probably a bunch of shit that like a current hardcore kid would listen to this and be like, this is a fucking dork. Like yeah. you're an asshole. And I'd be like, I don't think I am. But like I'll listen to like older guys that were like influential growing up for me and they talk about it and they're not in it anymore. I'm like, it's not the same. Like it's yeah. just it's just different. And like a lot of it focuses on like the stage diving or like the danger or like the aggression of the scene which like is definitely like there and to ignore it is unfair but like that's not what it is it's so hard to like tangibly put a th- tangibly describe what it is because it's just like mm. it's like a living breathing organism like it it changes it moves it does all kinds of shit so like it's just weird to talk about because also, like, my opinion on best bands, like, if you like Youth Crew, if you like more punk industrial, if you like metal-influenced hardcore, like, it all changes. So, like, and, like, DTN is one of my favorite bands just because, like, it's a cool straight-edge band. The guys that are in it rule, and, like, it is, like, the perfect mix for me between, like, like punky and moshy. It's, like, fine. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's people that love just, like, total beatdown shit or like crazy metal influence stuff or, or what have you, you know? And it just like depends on what you want to listen to. So it's, it's, it's really, I don't know. It's like a weird thing to talk about. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I had to, you, you brought it up a little bit. So I was like, Oh man, that's really interesting. I try to avoid it at all costs. Cause I'm not like good at talking about it. Cause like some of my friends are just like straight up, that's how I feel uh, with my wrestling fandom sometimes. I'm a big wrestling nerd. And uh, you talk to non-wrestling people, it sounds just like how you just sounded. You're like, you're not, you literally don't know. I try to explain this shit all the time to Nick. And it's like, it's very difficult. Do you know Brody King? Yeah, I fucking love Brody King. Dude, That uh, he's a hardcore band. guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's yeah. like one of my good friends. Oh, no shit. Yeah. He so, gets his hair cut at Vinny's. So does his wife. Sick. Yeah. So does he. Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't go to Vinny's anymore. Oh, you don't? Uh, oh, you no. go up to... I go to, like, uh, so does guy. he. Victory? Yeah, yeah. Aria. Yeah, Aria's my guy. Yeah, that Aria's is, the man. This is cut right here. Hell yeah. Dude. Dude, shout out to Victory Barbershop. <laughs> Aria's the man. Aria's the shit. Um, but yeah, he was the only reason I went to Vinny's. Like, Aria was. Yeah. Um, I mean, Vinny's I'm, is I a mean, great shop. I'm like, Fausto and like, everybody else over there is also yeah. sick. But like... Uh, Fucking Fausto left during the Half Heart show. Did he? I heard. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Fosto. Yeah, he went. I guess he was too stoned, and then he left. I'm like, they're playing one show. This might be their last show forever. I mean, he probably saw a, a bunch. I know, of up. I know, <laughs> but still. But yeah, like that's funny because like so, small fucking world. So uh, Brody, that's so weird to call him Brody. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Brody is like my only segue into wrestling. Like I have. Like, I remember when he was getting started, I went to his great, first man. match that he... Santino Brothers. Yeah, yeah like, yep. that he went to, and I went to that one. Um, and then, ever since then, like, I'll... I don't... I don't understand wrestling at all. He's and like, like, my spirit animal. If, like, if I could be a wrestler, it'd be, like, bigger than I am now, more tatted up, <laughs> and more fucking metal and ballsy. Yeah. That's Brody King. He's a shit. Uh, he's probably the only reason I didn't get killed as a kid. Like him and a few of my other friends. His like, merch get me fucking from, like, rips too, dude. Yeah, his merch got... rips because it's all like inspired like metal hardcore shit. Oh, for real? And it's, it's just it's sick. He has like a he has a cool his career he is has a, skyrocketing. He has right a now. cool like uh, agnostic front ripoff shirt that is fucking sick. Um, 
I heard he's a sweetheart. Dude, he's like the best. And he and he's a great worker. He's fun to watch in the ring. And he's he's part of uh, uh, this group called Villain Enterprises now with Marty Scroll. And uh, they're doing they're actually doing a meetup in December at Button Mesh. They're doing a, like a, Sick. a meet and greet and like photos and uh, autograph. And there's going to be like a wrestling vintage pop up. So probably where, I want to go. I probably will go to this thing. Yeah. Where um, is Brody wrestling? Is he doing bar wrestling? Well, uh, he he did PWG for a while. Um, I don't think he's ever done bar, um, but he is now signed, I believe, to Ring of Honor. Oh, uh, that sounds familiar, Brody. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm a dog shit friend. I don't like I, my. It's a decent sized company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he. From what I understand, I <laughs> I tried to ask him. I was like, Yo, man, like. I hear wrestling's going well for you. Like, how does it work? Like, are you doing well? He's like, yeah. He's like running me through it. And I was like, it'd be like the same thing if somebody talked to me about like, fuck, man. I don't know. Like if somebody, I'm trying to think of something that I understand that works. Like I only understand skateboarding. So like if somebody was like talking to me about like, if it was me trying to explain like the hierarchy of like skate companies and how that shit works, Mm. like that's what he was doing with wrestling to me. And I was like, are you happy? Are you doing well? He's like, yes. I was like, all right, cool. As long as you're happy, you're doing well. (laughs) Fucking, I ride for it. And like, He's sick, and it's just fucking crazy to watch him be so big and doing, like, backflips off ropes and shit, like, out of the ring, where I'm like, dude, you're nuts. Yeah. I would never do that. Also, Brody, great stage driver. Yeah, professional. I mean, he's a professional. Yeah, but, like, before... Actually, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but, like, also, the shit that he does, I would never fucking do with, like, a 10-foot pole. Like, dude, it's so well, hard. because because you're talking stage dive, you're at least onto a large group of people crowded in on each other. With wrestling, when you're doing a dive out to the ring, it's a tape. Usually, it's on a person. Yeah, and I mean, you can see it like the person obviously that's getting jumped on or you know dove on or whatever is the correct term, but uh, they brace themselves. Obviously, like they're trying to help the homie who's coming at them, but it's way different than you know you have a group of people. It's almost like that's almost like a mattress in comparison. Because then if something happens, it's all live, right? If something happens, they don't catch them right, you know, people have fucking wrecked their fucking heads. and Dude, it's yeah. crazy to watch. Like, There's a lot of crossover, though, with these two scenes. Yeah, there's there's a decent amount. Like, a lot of my friends, so uh, Brody, like, always followed it. Like, a bunch of our other friends that followed it. Um, I just never, uh, my interests are... I don't know. I just like skateboarding. So like, <laughs> so like, I just like never, I never followed it. Like it was just never a thing that oh, I yeah. like. Yeah. I followed, but uh, they all, they all followed him like a super into it. And like, as um, Brody was getting into it, like, it's just, man, he's, he's like one of the hardest working people I know. And he's like, you can tell one of the best people I know. So like watching him, I don't know, watching him like grow and succeed is just like fucking so cool. And, like, having no idea about wrestling, like, it's been really fun to have people be like, yeah, like, I'll just, like, randomly talk to people. And they're like, yeah, I really like Brody King. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, and like, He's I, doing really well for himself. Yeah, which is which is cool to hear. And, like, I'm just psyched for him. And yeah. I'm excited to watch it sort of, like, keep going. I got to watch him wrestle in. It's hard to, it's hard to be unique nowadays in that scene because uh, everyone is, and I've talked to you about this, is, like, a lot of people are you know, name, name. So it's like, you know, Bob Smith or Mike Jones. You know, it's just like, there's Ooh. there's not a lot. Yeah, Mike exactly. Jones. There's not a lot of like gimmicks. And Brody's not necessarily a gimmick. It's not it's not really a gimmick. It's, it's a little bit, it's just like him turned up a little bit. 
right? Um, but he's got a unique style, look about himself. He works um, in an interesting way. Uh, but he's not just like clean cut, like CrossFit looking dude, you know, which is is the product that's being pushed out on a big level, you know, like Seth Rollins type. Yeah, yeah, because when I watched Wrestling With You, it's like there's Seth Rollins is the only name I can think of, but there was like three other dudes that all looked exactly the same, just like him. Long hair, six pack, and it's just name, name. And it's not really like fucking a character baseball or, pants. Yeah. And I'm like, they're, they're exact. They're all Boots. just white, yeah. no tattoos, long ass hair. Yeah. Which one's which? And why do I care? That's why I think it's exciting for uh, Brody. Anyway, uh, dude, this has been a treat. Have, we talked about <laughs> so many of my interests. I've been, I've been trying to get you guys to meet for a long ass time. This is great, dude. This is fucking great. I know, man. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry for whoever listens to listen to my, <laughs> my, my dumbass just not make any sense. We just geeked out on uh, things that we like, dude. Where can we find you online if people want to link up? Uh, just fuck, man. I've been trying to spend less time online on everything, but yeah. Uh, no, it's for them to they they're they're gonna find you. You oh. gotta be on there. Um, you can Instagram, I guess, is a decent way to follow me. I'm not really too active on it, but it's Jan Solo. J A N S O L O, so J N Solo. Um, yeah, man, that's uh, really bad guess. <laughs> no, dude, not, not at all. all. Not at all. This has been a blast. Thanks for uh, thanks for being up. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Listen up, boys. You're icons, and icons need their own show. You save people from other value menus for a buck. That makes a show. Welcome to reality television, boys. Yeah. I think they're parking. And spicy chicken crisp, a buck each on the BK value menu. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of another shitty podcast. Thank you to guest to the show, Jan Lashley. What a great dude. Awesome. I'm glad that Trent and Jan finally got to meet. <laughs> you guys had a lot in common. Geek out. A lot in common. And I hope that you guys get to hang out more in the future friend friend matchmaker over here hey but i'm glad that everybody that's listening got to got to hear who he is and what he's about great great dude before we get out of here i just want to say shout out to my friend zenobia duncan someday she'll be on the podcast if i can ever convince her it's her birthday a couple days ago nice so happy 30th birthday to zenobia happy birthday trent you want to shout anybody out yeah uh, i want to shout out <coughs> caitlin Fanning, who is uh, my manager over at Three Weavers at the Brewery. Um, I don't know if she'll listen to this, but that's fine. Uh, I just want to give her some love, man. She she works her ass off. She's a great manager. She makes sure that we get the hours we want, we get the time off we want. She's always in a positive uh, mood, great attitude, works hard, and just a great friend. And overall, just like a great person. And I just want to put some love on her, give her some shine. And uh, I don't think she's told that enough that she's just like a fucking amazing person. Rock star. And a great boss. And uh, and I've told her this, that she's been my favorite boss. She's, it's it's just a joy to work with her. And so, yeah, she's just been on my mind lately. So yeah, give a shout out Caitlin. Cool. So ladies and gentlemen, I know you like this episode and I know that you want to know how to find more of these episodes. Well, quite simply, you would just go to any place that podcasts are streamable, mm-hmm. such as Apple, or Spotify, mm-hmm. or Stitcher, or Pocket Casts, or SoundCloud even, maybe. I don't know. I haven't checked that one in a very long time. 
know what? Don't even fuck with SoundCloud. Do all the other ones. <laughs> fuck SoundCloud. Just type in <laughs> another shitty podcast. You don't need to use asterisks. Or you could type in Nick Grace or Trent Bruce. In yes. fact, I've noticed that if you type in Trent Bruce, it shows up. If you type in Nick Grace, it doesn't. So there's some artists in, named <laughs> Nick Grace on there. I saw. Yeah, we're we're an artistic kind. <laughs> Other than that, we just wanted to say, Chris Shea, where you been? Where you been, Chris? And Lolo Jones, you're amazing. Do the pod, Lolo. Sorry, we didn't have time for you this week. All right, let's try it again. This is Jan fixing his list of hardcore bands. <laughs> I mean, like, again, it's going to suck. Like, I don't, every time somebody asks me this, I get, like, blanked out. So I'm just going to, like, list all the shit that I, like, that I love. So I'd be like, yeah, man, like, fuck, man, current ones. Yeah, dude, like, hey, man, Mind Force. Um, I grew up loving, like, DTN's one of my favorite bands of all time. Like, also, like, Trapped Under Ice, Turnstile. Turnstile, yeah. Bad Seed, which is a band that I fucking love. Um, bitter end. This list is not any different than what I said. Earlier, so <laughs> it sucks. Um, yeah, Madball, dude, I suck at this. Go do a take like, three. No, dude, this is no, fine. Like it, it's, Bane, I love Bane. I does, never, I you never, didn't like Bane. I liked Bane, but I never got into them as much as okay. like everybody else got into them. Um, you mentioned Power Trip. I fucking love Power Trip. Like, dude, I'm just uh, like. This band's not hard, like hardcore. It's more like scary, really fucking terrifying metal. But uh, they're out of this area. Nails, nails. Dude, nails is sick. They're brutal, dude. Nails fucking rules. Unsilent Death is one of my favorite songs. Dude, I that saw song them. Um, rips. I saw them at fucking the Echoplex. Yeah, probably two or three years ago. Oh my god, dude. They rule. It, that felt. It was crazy. That energy in there was crazy. Um, egg log line over there uh, yeah you guys want to follow me on Instagram I'm fucking boring it doesn't matter uh, you should follow Victory Barbershop because we are talking about badass haircuts earlier uh, best haircut in Los Angeles it's the only reason I look semi-decent so follow them check them out Victory Barbershop find them on Instagram google it if you can't find it you're dumb it's your fault and you won't have a good haircut <laughs>